0: Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Toronto Defiant and Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Force. The voice coming to you, podcast only, no stream. Joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife, missing an action, doing something other than working on his competitive rating. Is Sam at another Sam Chan? Uh, how you doing there, Omni? I'm doing pretty well. After spending last week with my family, I'm here again with my second family. <laughs> You know, I was going I'd make a comment about how we're not your first family, but let's be quite honest. Yeah. Your first family is much more important than Sam or I, or at least more important to me. I don't know about Sam. Yeah. Well,
1: just just as a compliment, at least I got to choose this one, so it's true.
0: This is true. <laughs> but uh yeah, we're uh we're back after what's functionally a quiet ish week. Uh, within the Overwatch League. We've got a little bit of news as it pertains to the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. Obviously, the uh, Asia All-Stars took place. and All-Stars are, are coming up this weekend. But uh, last week was a quiet and then crazily uneventful or crazily eventful week for Ready, Set, Palm. I don't know if you noticed this, Omni, but our Twitter account got suspended for the best part of a day. I did. Yeah. It was quite shocking to be honest. I like,
1: I thought, well, what, what the hell did they do? That was my
0: first thought. Well, the funny thing about this was that it was working in the morning. <clears throat> I'm, you know, engaging with, with the, um, sort of tweets, uh, the Toronto Defiant were talking about their, their throwback tourney. And I went to, uh, engage with the announcement of who they had casting officially. Yeah. And, uh, lemon Kiwi, Lafon or iPhone. And, and then, um, what was the third? Can't remember him. I feel I'm embarrassed. That I can't. But the point being, I would try to promote that tweet. And I get this message in Twitter. It says, oh, the following action cannot be performed. Like, that's weird. So then I go and send a tweet with a, the Wednesday lore image. And I uh, get this a image failed to upload. Like, that's weird. Hmm. So I go and I tweet something. And I can tweet a text tweet. And then I get a message down below that says, oh, you've broken the Twitter rules, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't actually give any context. And then moments after that, the account disappears. You can't go to it. It's like it never existed on Twitter. Uh, It's locked out. I lost everything out of TweetDeck, which is what I used to manage all the Twitter accounts. And no notification beyond a note when you log in to the official app saying, oh, you broke rules. So I presumed... That somehow we at RSP actually broke rules. So I'm reading over the rules. <laughs> like we're we're not at all abusive. I mean, in fact, I pride ourselves on on being positive forces. Yes, mm. you know, I will get on the soapbox and have these TED talks. But even in the delivery of those, the focus is on you know positivity. Like here's what's happening. Here's the solutions. are. I don't go after any individuals. So the only thing I could think of is like, were we perceived as spammy, or did someone report us? Yeah, I was like, I step away for two days and this is what happens. I know like the the craziness ensues. Now (laughs) what ultimately occurred was that Twitter had some form of issue. I don't yet recall seeing any explanation as to what caused this problem. But RSP wasn't the only Twitter account that got mistakenly mm-hmm. suspended. Others were locked out. Um, a friend of mine, she had to prove her authenticity. Like she had to do a, a verification process, adding her phone number onto her Twitter account and then punching mm-hmm. in a code that she received. Um, like it, there was really, really weird stuff taking place. It just happened to be RSP was suspended for uh, the better part of a day. And then when the account got unlocked, we had zero followers and we were following zero people. So much to my chagrin, I had to go out and beg. And <laughs> for, those you, for those of you who, who did follow us right away, thank you. Um, the following day, I think this th- suspension took place on Thursday and Friday. Um, Twitter had restored the, the following and followers. So things are, are back on the up and up. But boy, oh boy, RSP for a period of time was suspended. We were sweating. Well, I was, I don't know about you or Sam. Definitely. Sam was probably laughing at best. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy, crazy times. And the, the funny thing is, is in our sort of content creation world, um, what was going down this week with the RSP suspension isn't actually the, uh, the peak of, of craziness, our friends over at CA Overwatch or CA Esports is sort of their mm-hmm. their royal brand. CA Overwatch, the Overwatch podcast, they have a, a Toronto Ultra podcast, CA Ultra, and they caught the attention of a former Ultra player who essentially put the Ultra on blast, but used their clip promoting their episode as a means to do so, and they got to uh, see what happens when uh, you upset a, a fair number of people. So, you know. I, well, I, I am kind of jealous because obviously you can't you can't buy that type of attention <laughs> exposure. and exposure. Yeah. I do feel for uh, for uh, for Chris and Spencer, you know, over at uh, at CA Overwatch. So if you happen to uh, to follow, you know, shoot them uh, some kind of words. I think things have sort of settled down on, on their end. But yeah, crazy crazy week in the the world of uh, Canadian Overwatch podcasts. So hopefully, hopefully as we get to the end of the season, things will settle down. Anywho, let's waste no further time. Let's uh, start moving ourselves towards the payload. Moving to payload. Join me. The big news in the payload has to do with the Vancouver Titans. Uh, Late last week, Wheats shared on Twitter that he was now looking for a team. Um, the tweet that he had shared simply said he was looking for team contenders RL, uh, or Al, coach or assistant coach, and he included, I just want to win. Now, prior to this tweet, we had actually noticed he left the uh, RSP Discord. And at the time, you know, that wasn't unusual, end of the season. But uh, when I saw the the notice that he had left RSP Discord, I went and took a peek at Titans Court and noticed he wasn't there either. I could not tag him. And again, kind of weird, but it wasn't enough that I was going to go and run on it. Um, Sam reached out to him to just check in, see if things were were okay, and and ultimately he shared, you know, through Twitter that he was he was no longer with the Titans. It's unclear if he chose to leave or or the Titans had made a, a difficult decision in letting him go. If I were to hazard a guess, I think that the decision may have rested with the Vancouver Titans, yeah. and I'm not entirely sure if it would be truly performance based uh, nor do i view this as an indication of huge changes happening here in vancouver um, ultimately though wheat is not with the team and i i'm i'm saddened by that Wheats was one of the few with this new sort of team and new crew that we we're able to connect with he joined us in our community game night he's been a member of rsp cord since that he time. you wrecked me on widow <laughs> well he i mean he's, he's he's definitely a good player yeah um, and By all accounts, um, a good coach. Like in the the weekly uprising Discord, um, Andrew Kendo, who is uh, Boston University um, or Uprising Academy, I guess, Um, he uh, was talking kindly about, like, he. uh, the high noon podcast discord talking highly of wheat. So I think wheat's will, will find himself opportunity. It's just unfortunate. It's not here in Vancouver. Now I'd sort of mentioned that. I thought it was the team that might've made this decision. And there is a part of me that wonders if it has to do with financials. And the reason why I suggest that is on the hockey side of business, they have let a number of long time employees go, um, through layoff, and I kind of wonder if now, you know, Canuck sports entertainment, which is the parent company of the Titans of the Surge, might be reevaluating, you know, all the necessary pieces and potentially thinking that maybe uh, one assistant coach and one head coach is the route to go. But again, we don't know anything. We we've reached out and hopefully we'll, we'll hear more, but Omni, your thoughts on Wheats's departure.
1: Uh, I'm saddened by it too. Like I, like you already mentioned, uh, it, it was, uh it's a shame to lose someone who was this active within our community as well. Not just the Titans community, but with <laughs> RSP. I'm quite interesting um, in figuring whether it's a full or a partial rebuild that we're heading into. Is this is, is this just the first domino to fall? No one yeah. really knows until, you know, we see more dominoes fall and follow. Uh, it seems like a lot of teams are starting to, uh, to retool, resign. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, you just said what I had in mind as well. But um, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, really? Cause, because uh, one more thing is like a lot of people did praise uh, the coaching staff and their scouting uh, prowesses. And and you know, they, they do have a lot of uh, uh, success uh, in working together. So mm-hmm. unless it's like a full rebuild, I'm not really sure why he was the first one to go.
0: Yeah. So, and I, that's the thing that, you know, we're, maybe as uh, a podcast that knows the Vancouver Titans intimately um, concerned about, we already saw them blow up a roster in probably the worst possible time, (laughs) uh, middle of a pandemic where a team's relocated to an entirely different part of the planet now being brought like it, it, nothing made sense there, but it happened. So now to see, um, you know, someone like Wheats no longer be with the team it doesn't unsettle us, but it gives us concern that more will follow. Now, let's be realistic here: Are the Vancouver Titans going to run back the same roster and the same, you know, same staff? Probably not. I mean, even though that this this group may not have been given the best opportunity to perform, considering the circumstances they were brought into, they didn't perform. And you know, it comes down to ensuring you have the best possible pieces in place to succeed. Now, what will those pieces be? We're going to talk more about this as the season goes on. I mean, myself, you, and and Sam, we all have sort of an opinion and idea of, of where we see the, the Titans going. Um, but I, I agree. I don't necessarily believe any of us would have thought Wheats wasn't part of that picture. I mean, if we think back to when this roster got brought into place, the one area that people seem to consistently agree on, oh, it's good that they have a united group sort of running Uh, the team from a coaching perspective, from a management perspective that know the scene intimately. So to see Wheaton on that picture, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's quite unfortunate. The other news as it pertains to the Toronto defiant is that uh, they had their throwback tournament this past weekend. And by all accounts, it was a fun tournament. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I tuned into the, the various streams. So as we mentioned in the last episode, the Toronto Alpha Flight uh, supporters group got together with a number of other uh, content creators and podcasts to ensure that there were a variety of different streams available other than the official one that uh, was put on by the Toronto Defiant. So you could watch all of the different matches. Uh, the team that won at uh, team beast had the Vancouver Titans car car uh, on it, and they were absolutely a beast in goats. I don't know if they were taking it ser- more serious than others because there were times when when the team seemed to just be goofing off, but it was like they flipped a the switch and decided, "Oh yeah, we want to win now," and uh, they were quite dominant. But you also had like Harblu, I think, was playing Overwatch on a controller. Uh, that that is quite an experience. I mean, I, I hey, you know, maybe he had uh, maybe. gyro gyro aim, right? That's a, yeah. that's the new cool thing but it, it was it was good fun uh, a lot of the the overwatch league uh, uh players that were involved uh yep. we talking highly of it you saw the various teams supporting their players in this tournament um the overwatch league itself was promoting it it would be nice to see more of these events um from other teams within the league um Good on the Toronto Defiant for, for offering one. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see more as sort of the offseason goes on. Um, I know the Mayhem uh, do some uh, sort of tournaments on the maybe tier two and, and lower side. But uh, no, I, I think it was good fun. It was entertaining. And I, I know I'm maybe in the minority. I like goats. And that wasn't because the Vancouver Titans, which was the team that introduced me to the meta, um, were so successful with it. I liked goats. It was, it was heroes that I could play.
1: I like goats too. I just don't like watching it for a whole year. (laughs) Okay.
0: No, I mean, I, I I'll admit like we've had this conversation, like the, the pop-off moments, you don't get those frequently in goats, but it was just a good, like slobber knocker, you know, beat them up fight. It's a nostalgic kind of meta as well right now. I think. True. You know, we, we kind of asked this question in, in uh, RSP discord, If roll lock wasn't in place, would the Overwatch League immediately go back to GOATS? And I think the answer that collectively, you know, our speak discord came up with is yes, but not for very long. Like teams would then start to find different ways to exploit with the uh, current patch as it is. It's not as conducive to a, a GOATS meta, but what that might be and how long it would take might determine whether or not, you know, the two, two, two sticks around. I think from our perspective, like you and I casually playing and competitive two, two, two helps because it lowers the queue time. But sure. professionally, I'm not entirely keen on two, 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 but I understand why it's in play. I, I truly do. Mm-hmm. Anywho, any other uh, notes or uh, tidbits you want to to share here in the payload?
1: I like two, two, two. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I
0: don't like hero pools but I like 222 two, two. always always mm-hmm. have. Yeah, okay, hero okay, I I 222 two, two, sure hero pools yeah, not so good. Mm-hmm. Um but hey, who knows what next season will will be uh uh be told maybe they'll have 321 or or some craziness like that. Who knows. Now, before we jump into the fray, I just want to take a moment to remind everyone that uh, us at Ready, Set, Pound are going to be supporting Extra Life. It is our signature charity that we we support over the course of the season. And this year being no different, uh, we are going to be playing on Extra Life game day in November. Now, how can you get involved with us on Extra Life? It's very easy. Go to bit.ly slash RSP Extra Life 2020. Click that join button and join Team RSP and help raise money for sick and injured kids at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals across North America. If you'd rather simply donate, you can do that as well. And all donations are uh, tax deductible, uh, depending on the uh, regional uh, Restrictions that might apply, you being in the United States or being in Canada, but you will receive uh, information as to how you can use that uh, against your taxes. But again, that money goes directly to Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Um, If you were to donate to my individual campaign, you would be to the BC Children's Hospital Foundation, for instance. But you can actually select the Children's Miracle Network hospital that might be more uh, close to you geographically or one that's closer to, to your own heart. So please check that out. If you have any questions about Extra Life, simply ask us, jump into RSPCord, ping us on Twitter at Ready, Set, Pwn. go to the actual uh, uh, Extra Life uh, website, extra-life.org, you can find all the information there, but again, you're going to hear us talk about this each and every episode leading up to game day, you're going to see us promoting it on social, and if you can do us a favor, help us boost that signal wherever it might be, on social, in Discord, uh, or any, you know, in real life channels you might be part of. event that took place this past weekend uh, was the uh, Asia region all-stars. I, I don't know, Omni, if you got a chance to hear Sam go off about uh, the all-star uh, rosters, but I thought I'd uh, ask you for your thoughts on how crazy they are, or were, I guess in the case of the Asia region.
1: Yeah, because of uh, the shock, probably, right?
0: Well, you've got the, you've got the shock, you've got and, the fusion, and I the think... Fusion um, Myungbong from Boston Uprising was Asia region. You have Uh, sort of North American region teams. You have players in Asia. Like, the Fusion and the Shock makes sense. But then you have someone like Super playing this weekend in a North America region. Like,
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like, I I don't get it. But what can you do, really? I wish, like, it's really unfortunate that we don't get to see uh, both NA and APAC participate in the same Mm -hmm. uh, All-Stars. But considering what's going on. What can you do? Like the amount of hurdles that the Overwatch League has had to hop over is is quite staggering this year. So I'm I'm just happy with what we got. And I I did rewatch the VOD. I didn't wake up in the middle of the night to uh, watch it, but I'm glad I did. It was pretty entertaining.
0: So, well, you know, walk me through this because the one the one thing yeah. that I will admit that I enjoyed watching sort of afterwards uh, was a, click of, um, a clip of a clip of on um, Lee Jong oh, yeah, uh, yeah, hiding, yeah. uh, hiding his you know small ball and him <laughs> being able to stagger and and allow his team yeah. to come and actually recapture uh, or not recapture but you know retake the point to to capture the win.
1: Yeah, some, some, I'll get to that. That was, uh, actually like the last event, but starting from the, from the beginning, there were quite a few like, ch- uh, skill challenges. At the beginning, uh, the Genji and Winston ones were not really, they were kind of meh for me, even though I was Mm -hmm. looking forward to those. But they added like a bunch of different rules that the Winstons had to like push a a wrecking ball into the the well on Ilios. And and the Genjis had like a weird uh, timing on their blades and they had like 400 HP. So I didn't really like it as a 1v1 um but then the anna and widow events i did really like because in the anna events they had um anna pinball and it was quite nice to see like the likes of Jonak and, and you know and an alarm pop off and see mm-hmm. how truly skilled they are in this crazy uh, uh event but then uh i'm sure you've heard or if you hadn't widow events were quite quite ridiculous uh there was a a a pipe uh, a tube meta there was a a, a truck meta there was a, a an obelisk or or a pillar meta where uh, the participants especially when you uh came up close to the grand finals they were just hiding behind you know the the map geometry until mm-hmm. you could see and, and they were really really care- careful maybe it was uh the high price uh, the, sorry, the, the high price uh, uh, value this year. But they were really taking it seriously. Yeah. It was interesting. I liked it. Uh, in terms of the games that were played, there was the, um, uh, how do you call it, the talent uh, game, where you mm-hmm. had uh, a bunch of the Talented, casters from, from the Korean side playing against the Chinese sides. And unfortunately, I, I didn't really know uh, all the participants that well. But let me tell you, Ryu Jae-hong's students... They got rolled <laughs> every map. They just got freaking rolled, and and those maps had like uh, you know extra damage, extra speed, so they were quite uh, erratic, uh, to mm-hmm. say the least. But then uh, you know the the the, the regular all star game happened. It was fun. Like I guess it was fine. Ants was really popping off. That guy is, is a walking. Uh, you know, aimbot really, and and it was pretty interesting. But the the one that you talked about a little bit here, that tiny huge match was incredibly fun to watch. I can't wait to go like into custom matches. I don't, I don't really even, even know how they called, but like that looks so so much fun. Uh you basically start as a tiny little character, right? And you move in regular speeds and your projectiles are all normal, but you're just really tiny and hard to hit. And then when you get a kill, right, you get bigger and bigger. And like you said, tiny... among Ball is 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 a blessing that makes 2020 just a bit more bearable. <laughs> and they they actually hooked him but you could, you can't really hit him because but, he's so No, small. exactly.
0: The hitbox is so <laughs> it tiny. It was
1: hilarious. And the best part if you didn't really watch it carefully the vod, you can actually hear the squeaking voices of uh, the voice lines of the characters. They change depending on your side.
0: Well, oh, no, I didn't know the that.
1: There was a point where, where Mercy was boosting a McCree going into the point. It was like, I'm like a man possessed. And I was like laughing <laughs> my butt off at of that. It was really, really fun. Uh,
0: so what you're saying is that if we ever have another uh, RSP Overwatch game night, we're going to have to do a little tiny Overwatch. Yeah, it's it's it looks really crazy fun. It's it's funny how it
1: balances itself out as like as a bigger if you get a lot of kills, you get bigger and you're much easier to actually kill. Cause your damage doesn't really amplify in any way, but you're just like an easier target to take down. And then when you respawn, you have that advantage of like running around like crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. The uh, thing about the, the all-star our game in, in Asia is that the, the matches you were talking about the, the Anna um, skills challenge, Genji Winston, we're not going to get that in NA. No, and I'm curious, you know, like, to maybe hear your thoughts. Is this because of how this type of match might not resonate within the region, like for us as, as fans, or do you think that there's, you know, more behind this that, uh, they're maybe because they're using, uh, you know, shock and fusion players in the NA region and want to be realistic about the time commitment, uh, considering that they will be playing on not only on ping, but at crazy times a day
1: really i think it like it's it's the all-stars and and that's your really only time to mess around and and have have a little bit of fun especially when you have like so much players who are already done with their year right so mm-hmm. why not do these events bring out well, some
0: yeah I that thing is I having the events i have no concern it's just that the the part that i find confusing is that the asia region it's a longer all-star experience yeah with more events And a we get the all-star game and we get the widow one v one, as well as a, a talent takedown. I yeah, but we're not getting any of the the other events.
1: We're not getting the tiny huge one. Oh no, no we are. So we, that's oh, that's, okay. a, that's a,
0: <laughs> a, so the all star game map one is your competitive six v six on hybrid. Map yeah, yeah. two is pick heroes oh, play a so It's like the last
1: map, right? Right, right, and right. tiny Overwatch map three. Yeah. Oh, so good! I'm looking forward to that. <laughs>
0: So uh that is this weekend uh, for those of you who wish to tune in there is a greater likelihood that I'll actually watch this weekend than I did uh, last weekend simply because of time zone convenience mm-hmm. um and I I I am not as maybe committed as you to go and watch the vod <laughs> of an all-star <laughs> experience I watch you don't want to see like a
1: couple of widows just wave at each other for half an hour
0: no, no, that's a completely all right. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe next year when they do that type of match, they can like battle royale it with a, a shrinking zone. Just yeah. one thing to have a control point open up, but then the other issue is that, well, do I really risk going for control when someone out there is going to click yeah. my head? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, what else uh, has happened in the realm of the Overwatch League? Well, the Overwatch League has announced its roll stars. Now, the role stars, for those who may not be aware, are essentially like the all stars within a particular role. So you're recognized as the best tank, the best DPS or damage, the best support among your peers. And I know Sam might have tilted had he been here, but let me quickly run through who the role stars are. So for DPS, you have Fleda, Sparkle, Carpe, Ans, and Lip. For Tank, you have Fearless, Void, Joyobin, Krong. And for Support, you have Alarm, Li Jiegong, Violet, and FD God. So a couple of notes: For Damage, you have one additional Roll Star compared to Tank and Support. Oh. And if you're looking at the Roll Stars, if you happen to play for the Shanghai Dragons and we're in a starting rotation, you were a Roll Star. Well, loosely. But the point that it raises for me is not so much the names that were included, but like the names that weren't. And I know the one that got brought up by Sam, what happened to Smurf? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Smurf. Uh.
1: Well, DK didn't really play that many games. So maybe that was the issue.
0: I, I I'd agree. But like, well, who do, who do you take off? But that, well, okay, but that, I, I, but that's the thing. Like the, the, you add another one then. I had another one like in DPS, you've got five. Maybe and, there was an issue with uh, two, a couple of players getting the same amount of votes. Okay. And that, maybe. that could, that could be it. And I think that's where maybe some transparency is to the process. I'll use um, the NHL, the national hockey league yeah. for their league awards. Uh, most of which are voted on by the professional hockey writers association. Uh, they actually show all of the votes, like the count for second, third, fourth, fifth, uh, to each player that gets uh, voted towards. And then this year, they took it a step further. They actually published who voted for who. So like, you yep. know, this sports writer voted for that player or mm-hmm. these players. I'm not suggesting the Overwatch like get to that level of transparency, but it would be cool to see how the votes added up. Because then if you were to see it like, oh, okay, I can see where it was so close. And, you know, it was a vote or two one way or the other. I think people would then be less likely to be upset. Now, the point, though, I was also going to talk about is if you well I didn't play enough sparkle who came in when the meta was most convenient and i'm not suggesting that that was the only reason i mean this kid's good and he turned of age he is a roll star because he popped off on genji yeah and if you think about that there are five damage uh roll stars so if sparkle's there, might there be reason why we should have seen another tank? Or we should have seen another support. Or Ans was like basically your widow, uh, one trick.
1: Mm-hmm. Well You know what what uh, jumps to me straight away? There's not a single past Titans player on here. Not Haxel, not Twilight well, time. neither of these guys had like a, an incredible season. Maybe just like, and I know it didn't count for the votes, but just Stitch kind of became a thing during the playoffs on Ash. But
0: yeah, Well, you know, of the former Titans, probably the most successful was Stitch, especially going into the playoffs and how no. the Justice embraced the 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 meta and the fact that they were able to go and, and get themselves a, a handy dandy pickup. <laughs> um, Twilight was more situational with the shock. Right. Um, I don't know how much slime got in with the dynasty. Quite frankly, I didn't stay up late to watch. Uh, Janu was not the Janu we knew. Hacksaw. he had moments in the Genji meta where he would pop off, but that was uh, an Excelsior roster that had too many pieces and no real structure as to how they would use them, right? So you know, well, you're right, there are no former Titans there. The way the year no started, no current for ones them, either. <laughs> yeah, no current ones either. Well, yeah, I, I, I would have been quite uh, intrigued had you know bottom tier teams seen a player show up as a rule star. Like mm. let's say, let's say Shockwave showed up as a DPS rule star. There would be a lot more questions, including some from us here at Ready, Set, Pwn, about well, why the heck is definitely, that possible? Definitely. Right? And that's not knocking Shockwave skill, just that there are far better performances from far better teams. Right. But uh, there you have it. Those are your rule your stars for, for 2020. If you want to learn more about uh, why... You know, each of them should be where they are. Uh, the Overwatch League has actually broken down some of their top statistics. So, for instance, in looking at Sparkle, you might say, well, you know, Chris, he's first and final blows per 10 minutes. He's first and final blows in 10 minutes of Gen- all heroes is Genji. You know what? I, I agree the statistics support him, but think about the, the precise period of time in which he were to play and then compare that to players who had to play across a variety of different meta leading up to that point, who, as we saw with those changes were, were cycled in and out. So, you know, eh, I get it. It's just the nature of the, the game, but it's not one that I'm entirely comfortable in, in, uh, in going forward with. What else has been going on in the Overwatch League? Well, there have been moves. So Omni, you had sort of alluded to this a little bit earlier, uh, but, uh, Just after, I guess, sort of recording uh, deadline, uh, we learned that uh, Geringa, who's a strategic coach for the New York Excelsior, won't be back. And then uh, since that time, uh, the Boston Uprising uh, have parted ways with both Minnie, an assistant coach, and Spackle, their analyst. And then just today, the Washington Justice announced that both Supreme, as head coach, and pre as GM, have had their contracts extended. um, And now, I'm genuinely curious if the performance that we saw from the justice at the end of the season is what allowed those extensions to occur or did the, were those extensions already in the works before that? Like if we consider the Washington justice, you know, completely changed their approach to the, the overwatch league, similar to what the Vancouver Titans did in so much as how many changes took place. It's just that when those changes occurred, were drawn out much longer And again, they happen to find a spare part line around after deadline to to come in and really throw things uh, on top of themselves. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out if if the Justice insert this transition into what would be considered the the full Korean lineup uh, and how they will perform in in subsequent seasons. And hey, is there a possibility that Decay stays with the Justice? As usual, we can only surmise... Mm Mm-hmm you playing Overwatch right now? Not at all. Okay. I just heard a lot of clicking, so I was kind of wondering if you're no, playing Overwatch. No, that's actually Lena. She's doing homework. Uh, well, homework's important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the reason I ask if you're playing Overwatch is that you might be playing on a new patch. In fact, there's been two patches uh, since our, our last episode. So... The The previous patch, so this is the one that uh, came out on uh, the 24th of September, had a number of hero updates, so uh, let me just run through them quickly. Um, Ash has found that her dynamite uh, explodes, but doesn't actually deal as much damage. It's been reduced mm. from 75 to 50. I actually don't mind this, yeah. um, because the dynamite combo had become extremely powerful and having had an opportunity to to play her, um, I think the dynamite's in a good spot. You can still click heads with her, um, but that sort of dynamite charge, it it, it brought Bob <laughs> a little bit quicker. Right. It, the t- damage over time tick hurt, um, especially squishies, so that's a good spot. Baptiste, however, um, he's actually seen his ultimate cost drop uh, and that drop was by 15%. This one um, occurred because they found that having reduced his area of effect healing, his alt charge no longer sort of lined up. Mm. Um, I can't say I found fewer matrixes being dropped, fewer windows prior to this, but I've definitely noticed a, a slight in uh, uptick or yeah. increase. Uh, McCree... Uh he saw his combat roll distance increase to twenty percent and his stun duration has increased from point seven to point eight seconds. The moment that the combat roll uh buff occurred, people were like, Oh my goodness, I'm gonna start jumping and rolling into all sorts of crazy places. But guess what? You can only roll when your feet are on the ground. Yeah, that was uh, an odd uh experimentation when he could like roll through the through the air. Well, you think about it, like you could jump out, of like in real life, jump out a window and start your role before you hit the ground or something like that. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it reminds completely... me of that uh, parkour scene from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what McCree does, really. Yeah. yeah. Um Arisa, uh, she's seen a buff her base armor has gone up from 200 to 250. Her fusion driver projectile speed has increased from 90 to 120.
1: Yeah. The the dozens of Arisa fans are happy right now. They're ecstatic.
0: And then Hog. So give me a, a tank who has had as much adjustment as Roadhog. So <laughs> we've seen Hog go up and down, up and down, up and down and this one has his hook get buffed. He now pulls targets 0.5 meters closer. So from 3.5 meters <laughs> mm-hmm. to three. Uh, I I kid you not, I kind of feel like we're almost back to hook 1.0. I know <laughs> you're not getting hooked like through two walls and across the through map, dimensions. Right? But there have been times now where not only do I get hooked in like a weird way, it's like, oh, I'm surprised you're able to get that, but because you get pulled that little bit closer. Hog is now like pulling people over to the side and dropping them off the map. Kind of like what mm-hmm. 1.0 could crazily do like on well, man, I'm, I'm hooking you like just outside the door and I could be doing it on an angle, but because I'm getting you know, that little bit closer, that twist drops you in the way. Like, right. There. Much more Anyhow. mobile displacement is crazy right now for him. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. There was a period of time where hog was a must pick. Then suddenly hog fell out of flavor. I'm seeing a whole lot of hog again.
1: Yeah, Well, there's a lot of people that would play hog regardless of <laughs> state in the game, especially in our elos.
0: And then we saw a patch pushed out uh, today, that being the 29th, us uh, recording the evening of the 29th. Now, the patch itself had just some some fixes and and whatnot, uh, slight adjustments. But what it also introduced was the skins that you can get for Reinhardt and D.Va, the uh, all-star skins. I've already grabbed the Reinhardt skin. I'm not going to grab the D.Va one. It's not that I don't dislike the diva one, I just or I dislike it. It's just I don't play diva, so I'm not the type of person that needs each and every skin. And I'll if I ever play diva, I'll live without. <laughs> I did, however, want to talk about what's in the PTR right now. If you have paid attention, the PTR patch has introduced probably the greatest enhancement to this game. Save for whatever it is we see with Overwatch 2. Elevators will now wait until you get on them before they actually go up. You can't begin to understand the number of times that I simply stand there waiting for an elevator so that someone can click my head.
1: Just like in real life, elevators don't move on their own up and down. Like, it's, yeah, it's
0: silly. So this adjustment, this quality of life adjustment, uh, will allow for an elevator to stay down at the bottom until such time as you step on it, and then it will raise you to the top, and it will stay there until such time as you get off the elevator. Now, the the subtle pauses in between simply make it much more accessible, but now they're no longer sort of unreliable. Like you got to consider where the reliability of those elevators you know, put you into a bad spot. Like well, sky is a good example where if that elevator was yeah. your only means to get up to the top and you had to wait for that, you're giving the defending team an opportunity to, to set up much quicker because right. there's, there's no other way to get that high ground short of taking the, uh, floating, uh, uh panel, um, elevators on, uh, on Hollywood, um, you know, same, same deal. Those elevators I'm, I'm maybe not as concerned about, but well, again, I would be the guy that would be sitting there waiting for one. I don't like the the fact that they stay at the top. If you just stay on them, it's like kind of an
1: unfair advantage to the people on, on, on the elevator. And what happens to that weird elevator on point a, if you place like a Torbjorn turret on, the, on it, it so it stay up top or I
0: haven't, I haven't played on PTR, but from what I understand, um, it has to be a player. So if you put a turret on the elevator, so yeah, you're right on Hollywood, that point a or point one uh, elevator, it was often a spot where the turret would be because the moving turret not only got field of view, but then it was a difficult thing for you to to hit. Mm -hmm. Um, So now if Tor wants to put the turret there, it's actually going to go at the top. I can't imagine you drop it on the elevator because that doesn't move. And behind the the garbage can or boxes Mm -hmm. and whatnot, like it's a um, bad spot. Um, The PTR also has a few other things. Um, Reinhardt's going to get a new voice line, which I'm good for because that just means another voice line that I can use in the podcast. And then uh, um, there's a subtle adjustment to Sombra's translocation. Um, I don't play enough Sombra to have even known that this was an issue. And then there are some other fixes and and what have you, but the elevator adjustment is the big one. The most important one though is karaoke. Oh gosh, I almost forgot. You're right. So, you don't understand the number of times I'm on Busan and I'm in the wrong room and I'm just tilted by that. (laughs) Like I, I, I I need, I need karaoke. Like I I need to go and sing like Hasselhoff and I cannot, you know what
1: they should do. They should place the karaoke on, on point and make it like a game mechanic. If you get to finish your song,
0: that's how you get the point captured to one hundred. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like capture the flag, <laughs> yeah. Where you except you have to capture the capture the just tune finish the song, the song, yeah. yeah. Maybe there's a workshop mode for that. Um, but uh, yeah, karaoke. You've got. Uh, I think Ash has a line. Uh, Baptista's got one. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think who else had one the new ones those My are widow yeah
1: we'll yeah I'm thinking
0: to, like the new ones yeah um but no like I'm always Reinhardt so like when I'm in there I get to sing like Hasselhoff occasionally in Mr. Heroes like as McCree I'll, I'll start to singing <laughs> um I try to like encourage others to sing if I get of a character that cannot and it's amazing how many <laughs> don't just upsets me like you have this golden opportunity to sing karaoke and you're not cashing in on it what kind of overwatch player are you? Hmm. Sure. It's like a game. It's almost like if I was in competitive and you don't sing karaoke, I might be, you know, encouraged to throw. Just report I'm a nice him. guy. Report him. <laughs> report him. <laughs> Gameplay sabotage. Yeah. Did not sing karaoke. <laughs> it's very toxic. It's, it's just like not sinking those basketball shots. Uh, yeah. All oh, those are in, tough though. In, uh, in the dropship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so here we are at the end of of an episode, a little bit shorter than normal, but that's because there isn't a whole lot going on in the world of Overwatch, or at least the Overwatch League. Um, As far as what you're going to to get from us in the the coming weeks, so next week will be our NA All-Stars recap, but what will be our Grand Finals preview. The subsequent week will be our Grand Finals recap, and then uh, beyond that, we are going to do a sort of post-mortem or season and review Uh, we'll spend an episode talking about the Vancouver Titans we'll spend an episode talking about the Toronto Defiant we're looking to get some uh, guests I mentioned this on our last episode we're going to line up uh, a couple people and uh, if there is a guest that you would love for us to connect with and have on a show let us know who that is and we'll do our best to get them on Um, how to let us know jump into Ready, Set, Discord. If you're not already there, you need to be there. We have some of the greatest conversations. We have the best Overwatch League community out there. Uh, it's discord.io slash Discord.io slash hmm. It'll get you into RSP Discord. The other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, we've talked about this in the last couple episodes. We have a contest right now. A friend of the show, Corin, uh, he donated uh, two skin codes. And uh, the intention is to have a Vancouver Titans fan and a Toronto Defiant fan each get one of those skin codes. Now, how do you get it? Simple. You simply need to leave us a message telling us why it is that you support either the Titans or the Defiant or both. How do you leave a message? Well, the easiest way to leave us a message is by going to voicelink.fm slash ready, set You can do that on any device, including your phone. And every one of you, I'm sure has a phone. Go there, record a message, leave it to us. And it needs to be memorable. It can't be, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I like the Vancouver Titans. Um, you know, make it memorable. Also include some information so that we actually know how to get in touch with you if you happen to win. As well, if you prefer, you can leave us a voice message by calling 1-604-409-3324. That is 1-604-409-3324. You can leave a voicemail there. And uh, again, the most memorable is the one that will choose. Now, when do you have till to enter this contest? You have until we click record on October 6th. That gives you a week. And I'll be honest, this could be the easiest contest to get a free uh, skin code uh, that you'll ever have. We don't have too many entries right now. But again, I'm not just going to give them away for free. And Corinne has already said in RSP Core that if we don't get entries, then Sam Omni and I need to fight over it. We only have two codes, so that's not going to (laughs) play out very well. But as we look to to wrap this episode up, Omni, any final words of wisdom or or sage thoughts that you wish to share with all of our listeners? Yeah, tube meta is way better than pillar meta. (laughs) I thought you were going to tell me that uh, uh, tiny hero meta is better than any meta. Oh, that's just like
1: godly it's
0: incredible yeah future patch notes tiny hero mode has been removed from workshop it was determined to be too op and we could not balance it out (laughs) um no followers for me i Kind of getting excited that we're finally bringing the season to a close. I mean, it's obviously been a tough one. If you happen to be a Vancouver Titans fan, it was a tough one. If you happen to be a Toronto Defiant fan, there were some bright spots and we'll talk more about them. But if you were an Overwatch League fan, there is a whole lot to going on up until this weekend. And with that noted, uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Jeff, or as we might know him, uh, Captain Awesome Overwatch. He is currently... Um, doing extremely well in the upper deck ultimate owl fan contest. Um, There is no one who is as positive as Jeff is. He is supported by so many organizations. He's a supporter fan. I am glad that he came across the Vancouver Titans discord. I'm glad that we at RSP have, have come across him. And uh, if you can uh, give him a, a vote by liking the, uh, the upper deck uh, tweet uh, and, uh, and showing them the love I would love for him to be recognized as the ultimate fan. I, I know there are phenomenal people that he is competing with in that top 10, but he, in my mind is, is number one. If you don't know how to do that, um, look at uh, RSP. Um, you'll see a, a tweet from us that uh, you can easily access to, to send that like his way. But on behalf of Omni at Omnistrife, Sam at another Sam Chan, myself, Chris at Lifeforce, I'm going to sign this episode off with those magical two words. Catch Rays!